and welcome to Yes, You Signed Up For This, the podcast where self-discovery unfolds. I'm your host, Bria Jamani, and today we're getting into shadow work. Get ready to dive deep into the depths of self-reflection and gain insights that will guide you through the twists and turns of life. If you're listening to this right now, I really, really, really like you and I think we should be friends, especially on social media. Not only is Yes, You Signed Up for the podcast on all major streaming platforms, including the one that you're listening to right now, we are also on most major social media platforms as well. So that's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest with the handle Yes, You Signed Up for This. Or no, actually, it's Yes, You Just Yes, You Signed Up. It's the same on every platform, so no excuses as to why you cannot find us. And let's be real, you are tuned into episode number four, so it's very clear that you love it here, so you might as well follow because you will definitely love it over there too. Now, on another note, and before I get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I do want to share something This episode, episode four, is going to be dedicated to shadow work. And honestly, I'm a little apprehensive about recording it just because as I've been recording these episodes and talking about the things I'm talking about, the topics, I'm seeing them play in real time. And as much as I love shadow work, it is... Not the easiest part of the self-discovery, self-exploration journey emotionally. And so as I'm sitting here recording this, I already know life, my life is life in. So I know it's going to make play a major role in it. So I'm a little apprehensive because ugh, I need a break. But moving on, enough about that. This episode, like I said, is dedicated to shadow work. And I'm pretty sure if you're on social media, especially TikTok, you've heard the phrase shadow work multiple times. It's been shoved down your throat and ingrained in your membrane because of the TikTok shop. And so I'm going to be one more voice in the echo chamber to talk about it because it's so useful and it's so beneficial to your growth as a person and you can't bypass it and you're probably doing it without even realizing it. So without further ado, the main talking points for this episode are what is shadow work, the benefits of doing shadow work, the precautions associated with shadow work because it's not all fun and games, how to actually do it, and what life is like while living with your shadow. And that last one will make more sense as I explain it in the episode. So without further ado, let's get into main talking point numero uno. What is shadow work? Starting out with the basics and the facts because knowledge is power, especially when it's factual. We're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you what shadow work is and where it came from. So shadow work is the act of exploring your shadow self, which is the version of yourself that you keep hidden, whether that's for personal protection, security, insecurity, whatever. It's just the side of you that you don't really show or you don't consciously try to show off to the world. And it was coined by the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, who was also considered one of the fathers of psychology, along with Sigmund Freud, I think. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, he coined the concept of the shadow to describe the aspects of our personality that we choose to reject and repress. 
Those are the parts of ourselves that we don't like or we believe society, whoever that may be, your friends, your family, your work environment, whatever, we believe that they won't like. So we tend to hide those qualities. Those repressed aspects and qualities are then formed into our shadow self, which comes out unconsciously, which is why I said your shadow self is your behavior and the version of yourself that you don't consciously try to project out into the world. It comes out unconsciously. A few examples of what your shadow behaviors coming out would be um, projecting your insecurities as flaws in others, playing the victim constantly, stepping on others to get ahead, or possessing a messiah, messiah complex or a godlike complex. And there are plenty others. Those are just a few that I feel like if I mention them, you can kind of like your your memory will be jogged and you can kind of look back to a time when you yourself or you encounter someone that exhibited those aspects at a time. I was introduced to shadow work about six or seven years ago, I want to say, by someone who I can confidently say was probably an angel sent by God because she literally came, blessed me with so much knowledge and then went. Like, was she even real? I don't know. But anyway, she introduced me to shadow work um, because at the time I was going to counseling and working through my anxiety and depression. And I think I mentioned this in the first episode, the thing about therapy or counseling or whatever you want to call it, is you have to come in knowing what it is that you need help working through. Like sometimes they can kind of like help you talk you through it, figure out where it is that you're trying to go. But I personally feel like it's better if you kind of have a target like, ma'am, this is the issue. What is the solution? And I was kind of like struggling with that a little bit in therapy because I was like, I, I need to talk to someone, but I don't really know what, like, I don't really know where to start. And I was sharing that with her and she suggested shadow work to help me get to the root of my trauma and my trauma responses in order to be able to go back and work through them with my counselor slash therapist for my benefit. And if this is the first episode that you're tuning into and you have no idea what I'm talking about and the first episode, I talk about my experience with therapy and the importance of having someone to talk through your issues with because it's one thing to identify them, but there's another thing. It's another thing to implement a solution to kind of minimize them or manage them better. But back to my angel in disguise that taught me about shadow work. I am forever grateful for her because integrating aspects of your shadow self is a power move. Like, think about it. Your shadow comes out unconsciously and it's the aspects of you that you are you don't like that are not favorable. So when they come out, if someone were to point them out or they were to affect you negatively, you wouldn't feel good about that especially because one, you don't like it. And two, like you probably are, you're not probably, you are not consciously aware of it happening. So when you are aware of your shadow aspects, there's no surprises. Like you, you have better self-awareness and therefore you have better self-control and more personal power. So it's definitely a power move. And as I described earlier, there are two sides to all of us. And the more aware you are of your abilities and your capabilities, the more unstoppable you become because you're aware of like your perceived weaknesses or lacks or flaws that are in your shadow self. And once you learn how to turn your flaw, your weakness into a strength, like who will stop you? Nobody. Right. So that's shadow work in the nutshell, which leads me to the main talking point of this episode, which are the benefits of shadow work. 
I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but I understand the world through metaphors and imagery and things like that. And so the best way for me to communicate the benefits of shadow work would be like the whole concept of going through the fire and coming out stronger, like going through something like really, I don't want to say dramatic, but like not the easiest thing, but it makes you stronger. That's essentially what shadow work does. And by making you stronger, it makes makes you more self-aware uh you it's easier for you to accept yourself it leads to a higher self-esteem because you are fully aware of who you are as your authentic self and you are in complete and total acceptance of everything that you have going on and so it increases your self-esteem as well and it also increases your self-worth and how you see yourself or view yourself so I guess that's your self-image not to be redundant, just going to throw that as a caveat here, but not to be redundant. I, a lot of the topics on this podcast overlap. So if you're a dedicated and loyal listener, you will hear me repeat things uh, quite a bit because they're all related, right? And so I'm saying that because the very first episode that is dedicated strictly to explaining the self-exploration journey was about knowing yourself and being yourself because authenticity is a power, right? So shadow work helps you to do that. And that's that's the benefit. Like as you become more in love with yourself and more aware, you become more authentic. And that just leads to you trusting yourself and being confident in yourself and your abilities and taking charge of your world. And so where was I going with this? I was trying not to repeat myself, but um, I, I just did. Where was I going with this? Oh, right. So because you are becoming more of yourself and with the understanding that, of course, you're evolving and you're changing, you are you another benefit. My noggin is noggin because you are more accepting of yourself when it comes to your evolution. It's easier for you to accept the growth and the change necessary and required for your life. So it also helps with that. And that helps you to stop chasing a societal standard or like feeling like you need to to live up to the status quo or live a life that's being projected or marketed or, you know, that you're manipulated into wanting. You truly live for yourself. With that being said, and I have to be honest, it's called shadow work for a reason. And of course, the shadow represents when you think of shadow, you don't think of like a pleasant time. You think of like, I don't know, grueling, scary. You don't think positive. And there's the other side of shadow work are the cautions that you should know about when it comes to shadow work, which leads us to main talking point number three. Shadow work is not for the weak and it is not for those that are not ready to do the inner work or work on themselves and be honest with themselves because it is a emotionally taxing process. As humans, we are Delulu. I have Pisces placements. If you're into astrology, you know what that means. We are the queens of Delulu. And delusional people, which a lot of us are, are not very honest with ourselves about ourselves. And so when you have to take the moment and the time to sit there and be real with yourself, if you're not used to doing it, that's not like the easiest thing to do. If it was, we would be doing it and nobody would need to do shadow work. So there's that. Personally, when I first started shadow work, I did it through meditation and journaling. And I'll get into the different tools and ways you can do shadow work in a second. 
for me, I did meditation and journaling. And when I could tell you, I was like, I'm always an emotional roller coaster. But like when I started shadow work, I felt like I was losing my marbles. No lie, because you you're tapping into your subconscious, you know, so things so you are uncovering memories and feelings over things that you've buried for a reason, you know? And you have to be mentally prepared to unearth those things and face it because, and I meant to share this in the what is shadow work part. My bad, I'm going to explain it now. Your shadow is basically formed as a response to survive in your environment. So I'm going to keep this very brief. I'm going to try. When you are born as a baby, right, you come in with your personality, you come in with your habits, your attributes. You you are a person, even though you don't know that because you can't really communicate that you're a baby, you're still figuring out the world. But for the most part, like you are who you are. Your soul is your soul, right? It, 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 your person is your person. And as you continue to grow, you basically are what's the word I want to use? You are indoctrinated into your societies. So, for example, let's say like at home, you cry a lot. And basically how your caregiver responds to that shapes how your shadow forms. So if you cry a lot because you're naturally a sensitive person and then someone comes and tells you like, oh, stop crying or causes you to perceive that crying is bad or wrong or something that shouldn't be done. In response to that, you will only cry in the comfort of like yourself or like someone that you trust. And the other time when you probably need to cry, you won't because your shadow self perceives it as a weak, your, not your shadow self, your conscious mind perceived it as a weakness. So it sent it to it sent it to become a part of your shadow. However, there's going to become a moment where you cannot control you have you can't keep your shadow under wraps like you're there's going to be a moment where you cry uncontrollably and then you're going to have a moment of clarity you're going to be like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I just did that. That's not me. Blah, 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 blah. But it is you. It's a part of you that you don't like. So you hide it. And because you don't like it and you hide it and you're not aware of shadow work yet, you're not aware that that was just your shadow self. On the flip side, if you know that you cry and you're sensitive, when that moment comes and you start crying uncontrollably, you can accept that there's no embarrassment because you know that's you. So if someone tried to come and make you feel bad about crying, you could be like, nah, you could feel bad about crying, but I'm a crier and I'm a cry because that's who I am. You've integrated that shadow shadow aspect into the light. So yeah, so that's a little quick breakdown on to how your shadow is formed. Now back to the precautions. It's not for the faint of heart because that was a very simple example of how like one experience can contribute to a shadow quality. Now imagine that like times 10, like some, you're a human, you've been through life, like think of a very traumatic experience that you've recently gotten over or that you can recall, right? And how that one experience has shaped how you interact or come across similar situation, right? Depending on what that circumstance or event was, recalling that event can be very traumatic. And depending on who you are and what you've gone through, that's not an easy thing for people to sit with. That's why people do drugs and drink alcohol because they're trying to escape. So, 
It's not for the faint of heart, but anyone can do it and you all have the capabilities. I just highly advise that you be in a mental state of really knowing who you are as a person and being open to discovering the unfavorable sides of yourself. So when those aspects do come up, it's a little bit easier for you to accept. You will cry. You will be sick to your stomach. You will experience moments when you're just like, damn, like you're going to question how much you love yourself. If you even love yourself based off like what you're going to uncover and what you have allowed due to your shadow self. So those are the precautions. Got to get that out there. Got to share. But I still recommend that you do it because again, the benefits outweigh the cost. And the point is to, you know, I want you to be powerful. I want you to be unstoppable. And you really can't do that if you're not aware of your shadow. And before you start cursing me out in your head, I am going to explain how to do shadow work and how to integrate your shadow aspects into yourself right now. So thank you for being patient with me. There are actually a few different ways to do shadow work. I recommend picking a technique that resonates with you the most and starting small. Journaling is one technique, and I think it may be the most popular and easiest technique for people to do shadow work with. Another one is meditation. Another one is uh, hypnotism. If you are someone that is okay with being hypnotized, I don't trust people like that. I like to be lucid if I'm going to be around folks. But if that's just me, if you don't care, you can also try being hypnotized. And there's also a form of therapy. I think it's somatic therapy or rapid eye movement therapy. No, that's REM sleep. I don't know. But there is a form of therapy that has to do with like tapping into your subconscious through eye movements and it brings up trauma to the surface that's like stored in the body. So behaviors, I'm going to find the name of it and put it in the comments because I don't really know off the top of my head right now. And it's not widely and readily available because it's a traumatic form not traumatic but like it's not the most comfortable form of therapy I should say those are the main mediums or tools to do shadow work and the technique is pretty much the same across the board no matter what medium you use essentially because you're tapping into your subconscious what you want to do is you want to spark a conversation with your subconscious mind so it's starts out with a question and this is just how I learned and understand shadow work someone else can explain it differently or have a different way this is just me don't come for me this is the best way that I know how to do it and this is what I've shared to people and it's work for them moving on but like I was saying you're talking to your subconscious so you want to pose a question I like to do this right after I'm triggered by something. So if I experience something and I get triggered because I'm I'm good at, I'm well-versed in experience at recognizing my triggers at this point, and you should be too, because the more you know yourself, the more you know your triggers. Episode one, no, episode two, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I get triggered, I will literally like store that. Like I got to ask myself, why did that bother me? Why did that trigger me? And the way I do it, if I do journaling, it's automatic journaling. So I would put the question, on the paper, take a few deep breaths, a moment to like center my mind and literally just let my hand write. Don't think about what I'm saying. Just let it come out. Um, I did read somewhere that if you use your non-dominant hand to do this, it's even more effective because you're tapping into the lesser developed side of your brain. So that side might have more access to, to the trauma, if that makes sense. I hope I'm explaining this well. But um, that's one way to do it. That's automatic journaling. 
The other way is through a meditation. Now, if you are well-versed in meditation, then I personally think this is the best tool to use for shadow work because meditation already connects you to your subconscious mind a little bit more. So you don't really have to do as much work to tap into that aspect. It kind of like your mind talks to you much faster, if that makes sense. And I'll do an episode on meditation because the goal is not to quiet your mind. Your goal, the goal is to observe the conversation in your mind. And so when you are experienced in observing the conversation in your mind, and then you then pose a question to your mind, you get to hear your thought patterns around that quality or aspect of yourself. And then you can then really get an idea of whether or not you think you have positive or negative associations to that aspect and then course correct and change. Like I mentioned in episode three, you see how everything's connected. I'm connecting the dots for you. So that's meditation. You would get yourself into a meditative state, pose that question, and then just pay attention to the dialogue. And then of course, go from there on changing the dialogue, however you see fit yourself. The last technique of doing shadow work, which is hypnotism, is essentially the same thing as first two, but instead of you posing the questions, there is an outside source that is connecting and tapping into your subconscious mind. But the same thing, you're going into a deep, deep, deep meditative state because you're hypnotized, a deep hypnotic meditative state. And then that person will then pose those questions. And usually when you do that, um, they will record the session and share it with you and you can listen back for your answers. A lot of them are also therapists or counselors in their own right. So after they hypnotize you, they'll help you work through your issues as well. They'll give you practical advice that way. Personally, I'm not here for that. Maybe one day, I don't know. But if that's, if the other two don't really sound like your zhuzh, that's an option as well. And then the last one is therapy, but I don't think you need that. Just being honest. I just wanted to share it because it is an option. Definitely take the time to figure out which method and technique will work the best for you and then get to work on your shadow work so you can therefore integrate your shadow self and start living your life with an integrated shadow. Which leads us to the last and final talking point of this episode, which is living life with an integrated shadow self. So you know that I'm about to sound mad old, but you know that meme that's like, I'm the captain now? Yeah, that's that's life. That's that's you when it comes to your life after shadow work. You are 100% the captain now. You are 100% the parent of yourself. Like your inner child needs to be renurtured and regrown. And that's basically what happens after shadow work. So like I said, your shadow side are the aspects that we don't like, that we don't view as favorable. So when you then identify them and do the work to see them in a new light, you're reparenting yourself and you're getting a new or revised, a new and improved, I should say, self-image. And so when you live life with your shadow integrate it into your conscious mind, meaning you're aware of your unfavorable aspects. And keep in mind, just because it's unfavorable to you doesn't mean it's unfavorable to someone else and, and vice versa. Like you may think it's favorable for you and someone else can feel like it's unfavorable, but it's important to know what your shadow aspects are and what you deem as unfavorable and favorable for yourself so you can better utilize your power. Going back to last episode, the whole super 
superhero analogy. You're a superhero. You have different gifts and powers. For example, if you had fire, too much fire can definitely destroy some things, but a little bit of fire can heat things up. So again, you learn how to manage yourself better and manage your aspects. So life gets really interesting. For me, after integrating my shadow, it was hard. And I take that back. It was it wasn't hard. It was a rough transition because I was a former perfectionist. Therefore, I was very self-conscious. And that's all I have to say for it. That's that's the most I can say without you experiencing it. So, like, just just try it. You don't even like I said, start small. You don't even have to go crazy with your shadow work. Absolutely. Actually, let me let me emphasize that. Please start small. Like don't try to deep dive and get to the root of every single trigger every time it comes. The ones that are really important will constantly like gnaw you. So if you got triggered and it's been on your mind for like a couple of days, that's probably something you should do some shadow work on. But like if you were a little annoyed, but it passed, it's not that deep. I don't think it really requires shadow work at that moment. I can't say later on. Um, But yeah, definitely listen to your, your inner self, listen to your emotional state, pay attention to your energy and how you feel about certain things and go from there. Another little nugget of wisdom and probably the final one about living life with your shadow integrated into yourself is to resist the urge from beating yourself up. Um, Because like I said, as you uncover the shadow aspects, you become aware of what you've tolerated over time. And it's it can be very easy to be hard on yourself depending on how you already talk to yourself. And I really urge you to resist and refrain from doing that because it's going to be a time when you need a lot of love. You need to give yourself a lot of love and a lot of grace. Go, go get your shadow girl and go be unstoppable. Step into your power and show the world who you are. I believe in you because you got this. And that's where I am going to end this episode because there's nothing else left to say. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Yes, You Signed Up For This. Remember, within the depths of your own self-discovery lies the compass that will guide you through the incredible journey of life. Stay tuned for next week's episode about detaching from expectations and outcomes. Please don't forget to subscribe, like this episode, share it with somebody that you love, follow us on socials, and leave a comment wherever you can. Until next time, keep embracing your journey because yes, you signed up for this. Thank you.